Longwood. Welcome. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Blockuments. Crypto education through everyday conversation. I am your host, Nate Talbot, Executive Director of Detroit Blockchain Center. And to my right... Let's hear the adjective. Is the... um, well learned. Mm. Ashley Rose. <laughs> I didn't know if there's more to that. Sometimes nope. he's got like additional adjectives. Yeah. Um, yes, I am Ashley Rose. I am your everyday mother. I'm an online reseller and I am on a journey to figure out what in the heck is all of this crypto, blockchain, Bitcoin stuff. Like, what is it about? What's, what's, it up? what's up? Do we need it? Why do we want it? So we've been doing this for like a year now. Yeah. 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 Um, why don't you know everything yet? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> There's too much to know. And it's growing exponentially. Things are changing. New things are coming. Yeah. It is growing exponentially fast. Yeah. Faster than I can keep up. But uh, I tell people all the time, I remember a time when, and this wasn't that long ago. Um, this is like 2016, 17, when uh, this is sort of how I built my reputation in the space because I knew there wasn't something you could mention in the space I didn't know something about, mm-hmm. right? No, no uh, subject area expert in every single detail, but I knew pretty much about everything happening. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't do a, f- a, a tenth of that today. The, the, this space has gotten oh, so much yeah. bigger and yeah. broader, and there's so many more things to know. Yeah, it is literally a full-time job just to keep up on the most highest level, just to be able to be like, I've sort of heard of something about that area. Right. You know, people used to ask me about any kind of token. They'd be like, Hey, you know about this token? I'm like, Yeah, that's this, or yeah. that's this, or that's that. Yeah. That's interesting. But like, you heard it? Already? Who got time to even? Mm-hmm. No. I know about five of them. No, but Google does. No, <laughs> yep. yep, that's why I learned how to do your own research is yeah. best. Because, yeah. you know, it's like uh, you right. can get read to or you can learn how to read. Mm-hmm. And we have an episode on that. Yeah, so go check it out. Um, but what block time is it? Yes, before we go off. Yeah, before we go off. <laughs> um, it is block height 815,456. Okay. Um, that block size was 1.7 megabytes, which was 3,718 transactions. Nice. And the total subsidies and fees for this block that were won are uh, 6.707 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And that equals 234,216 US dollars. Whoa. And the miner is unknown. Unknown. Congratulations to you. Because so that probably just, means. It's just like a Joe Schmo. It's probably some kind of Joe Schmo. Whoa. So it's either a solo miner. I mean, it might be a large solar miner. It could yeah. be a miner who. Is still have a million dollar operation, but they're not mm. a public. They just don't push their business out there. So we don't know wow, who it is. Cool. Or it could have just been some schmuck with one miner <laughs> using it as like a, a space heater, and yeah. they oh and they won it. So do you think it was? We have one. Do you think it was us? It could have been. <laughs> you might want to check your yeah, wallet. Yeah, shoot. So congratulations to the unknown. That's something to celebrate. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yes. Um, all right. That's where we are. Where They're going to, uh, and they got it while it's good because, you know, the halving's coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means for this block, their total rewards would actually be closer to one hundred and seven thousand. Uh, and. $20,000. Yeah, but that's assuming the price stays the same. Assuming the price stays the same, but if this block was one, because why is that? Why is the price dropping down? Why is the subsidy dropping down? Uh, because of the halving. So you, you, you receive half of the amount of Bitcoin for winning the block as your reward. Correct. Is that what you're looking for? Yep, yep. Okay. You're not going to have your 6.25. <laughs> um, you're not going to have that 6.25 Bitcoin. You'll have 3.125, the maths. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if the price doubles, then the amount stays the same. 
Right. Yeah. Which we're all hoping for. We don't have to hope. And maybe we should do, maybe we'll do closer a having episode. But you don't have to hope this is the economics of it. All you need is for the exact same amount of people mm-hmm. who are interested in in Bitcoin today mm-hmm. to be interested the day after the having. And then what? It will double? And then the price probably, by nature, will generally double. With the same, with only like retaining the same number of people. Yes, you don't need any new entrants. For real? Yeah. I mean, if there's five people, right, who Mm -hmm. all have a demand, Mm -hmm. and you have five more people who sort of have a demand, but they're the miners. So you got five miners and five other people who just use it for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, Mm -hmm. speculation or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? The miners need to pay their bills, right? Right now, they're making 6.25 Bitcoin to pay their bills plus any fees. Mm -hmm. We'll ignore the fees for right now. So they got 6.25 Bitcoin. Right. And the halving happens that day after, mm-hmm. right? Well, how do the miners make their money? They get the 6.25. The electric companies don't take Bitcoin. Right. They have to convert it to whatever their local currency is. Right. So they have to sell it to somebody. That's what you have these five other people for, okay. right? Those people mm-hmm. need it for whatever other reasons they want it for. Mm-hmm. You drop the supply in half. Now you only have 3.25 or 3.15. Right, three point one two five, whatever yeah, that, yeah. the math, the numbers. <laughs> These five people still want that six demand. That the, their needs don't oh. cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's only half the the amount of Bitcoin left. Right. So they, it's not like they can still get the same amount, which means they have to pay more. Oh. It becomes a bidding war. Because more. the supply goes down. The supply cuts. This is very basic supply and demand. The supply cuts in <laughs> half. The demand stays the same, yeah. but the supply is cut in half. Mm-hmm. The demand can't be met anymore, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the people who are demanding it right. either need to walk away entirely. Right, or p- pay more. Or pay more because mm-hmm. it's the ones who use it the most, the ones okay. that have the greatest need right. for it, mm-hmm. will pay more for that product. It's so, so simple the price when you say it like that. but And then the rest of the market starts to see this natural price progression and they don't understand basic market market economics. Right. And so they get into speculative territory yeah. and they want to buy it up because they see price number go up. Right. And this is why you have these cycles. This is one of the key reasons you have these cycles where it flatlines, like it's been flatlining for about a year, Bitcoin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Then like, it shoots. You mean plateauing? Or yeah, you mean, plateaus okay. like crabs. Flat, the price just flat stays line, flat. I don't know why it sounds like... Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's flat. It just... There's not much volatility there. Okay. It just goes, and then the halving happens, the supply mm-hmm. cuts in half, the demand just has to stay the same, right? And yep. then, boom, you shoot up. But when the price shoots up, the demand actually grows because people see the number go up. Right. The supply oh, is yeah. still limited. And then limited, it just kind of like... And it overshoots. It's why yeah. you have these prices, the plateaus, the shoot up, the drawdown. Oh, that's so interesting. A plateau, a shoot up, a drawdown. And those plateau, those shoot ups get smaller and smaller because oh. the supply shock gets okay, less so and less. Okay, so it shot up with those new people, and mm-hmm. they don't understand. So then the people who bought, like maybe when it was down here, are like, "Woohoo! Like it's so high, we're gonna sell it." But then these guys are left holding their little bag. <laughs> well, some are left holding bags, um, and you know. What really happens is you have those five people who needed it. Mm-hmm. Some get priced out of the market because they didn't have a really good product. So when the supply shock happens, they just can't survive. Mm-hmm. But there's still not enough. Mm-hmm. So the price shoots up. Mm-hmm. Speculators come in. But the rise of speculator brings in new people who want to build businesses. So you have a big price come up. Then it wears out. It exhausts itself because the supply and demand gets thrown off. Mm-hmm. And you see a correction. And you have new regulars who stick around and hodlers, or hodlers, we'll say, or okay. users. Yeah. They stick around. Mm-hmm. Some people who were trying to speculate, some some cashed out and made dollars. <laughs> I'd say they lost value, but they made dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other yeah. people still hold. They stay for the revolution. Mm-hmm. People stay for whatever. And that's why you just, you see this going on. Oh, okay. Uh, that's one of the reasons. You know, there's... It's the game theory of it, but it's a little bit more complex. But that's not even the yeah. topic of today's show. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about today? Do we need decentralized social media? 
decentralized social media. Yes. Um, can you define decentralized social media for me? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I guess my stab at it would be a social media owned by the people who use it and I think it would be nice if maybe like we own our own data and our own like internet footprint. I don't know if that makes sense. I would ask why don't we own our own data now? Because we click that box when we sign up that says, do you agree to our user terms? And we're like, sure, take my soul. And then we click it. And then now Facebook owns it or somebody else owns it. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's my assumption. I mean, I don't know if that's like true or not, but that'd be what I guess. And when you say decentralized media, I just want to fully grasp your question so I don't go after the wrong vector here. Um, what does that really mean? Does that mean we, we're living in a world right now mm-hmm. where the word decentralized has sort of been hijacked, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sort of misappropriated. So do you really mean decentralized, like widely distributed? Or do you mean like with something built on a blockchain or crypto-based system? Well, or that's what I'm not sure three? about. Because like, well, I have questions about that too. I have a question of like what, would a social media built on a blockchain, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And if, and when I know what that looks like, then I guess I would wonder, like, do we, is that something that we would even need or want? Okay. Um, and then I guess as far as decentralized, um, I feel like it would be nice to be able to have, I don't know if like voting power would be like what I'm looking for here, but like, Like, yeah, just, like, we own it. And so, like, for us people to own it, wouldn't we have to also, like, contribute to running it? I don't know. But I don't know. These are assumptions and questions. part of the things of being an owner, right? Everybody wants to be a homeowner until they have to fix their roof or furnace. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So let's, I think the best way is let's take a step back, a large step back. Why Why don't we own it now, right? What is it about, what is it about, so social media, right, if we, just to be clear on things, we're defining um, these digital networking hubs Mm -hmm. empowered by the internet Mm -hmm. communication protocols, right, that allow communities of people who are not geographically near each other to communicate. That's a lot more words than I would have used to describe right. it. <laughs> I would just call it like a. I would just call it like a piece of technology where we can host a profile of who we are and what we believe we represent, and share and have community with okay. the people of the world. All right. So, do you think that was digital, the same definition as yours? Uh, <laughs> sort of. Mine just was technical as heck. Oh, right. Yeah. So. A digital representation of ourselves. Essentially, yes. Okay. And, and, then, and, and the communities right. and social networks that mm-hmm. we... All right. So, again, why don't we have that now? What is the internet? What did the internet really empower, right? And the internet's just a communication protocol. It allows two or more computers to talk to each other. And because the computers can talk to each other, we can talk, we can talk to each other Real. via our computers. Okay. Right? And the internet... Um, we're going to get, we're going to ignore for any of our, uh, um, low level sleuths. And that means like they dig deep, right? Okay. Um, we're going to ignore like the five eyes. If you know what that means. I don't know what that means. If you don't know what it means, ignore it. (laughs) We're going to ignore the, 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 the core backbone infrastructure of the internet. In general, the internet is decentralized already, Right. It allows any two computers to talk to each other as long as you can connect the two computers through a physical wire, through some kind of wireless communication. Okay, let's so see where this goes because I got... That's the internet. That's just what that is. And it allows you to communicate through it. Um, emails was the first communication protocol. Can I ask a question? If the internet is decentralized, why... Oh, because... Oh. Did somebody just answer? So now finish my thought. Okay, okay. Well, well I was going to ask... <laughs> If the internet is decentralized, 
how is it possible that we can't just access it? We have to like pay to access it. We have to go to like a Comcast or like a Xfinity mm-hmm. to access it. And I think the answer is because it's not open source. Is that correct? No, the, the internet is the 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 core functioning parts. Every part of the internet that we use mm-hmm. is open source. So then, why can't I just like? I don't know. Go find the internet and plug into it. You can't, why can't you? No, that's what I'm asking you. Like, why can't you? Like, is there like a uh, internetlocations.com? Like, can I type it in my GPS? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it's it. It's because you're lazy. It's not because. You mean if I Google that, if the answer don't feel Google? bad. I I I also don't start up my own internet network. Well, I'm well, where can I start up my own internet yeah. networks? But. Yeah, I also haven't done it in the past or use my own email servers or host my own websites because I'm lazy as hell. That's why. Right. We're lazy. Oh, I see. Convenience. Is that what you're getting at? That's what I'm getting at. And convenience is a fancy word for lazy? Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, perfect. I will accept that. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Literally, if you wanted to start a network, uh, your own internet, mm-hmm. all you have to do is find other people. An internet of one doesn't really work. That's just a computer, Right. But like, is the internet just like in the air and you just like... No, the internet is... I just told you what the internet is. It's two computers that can talk to each other. That's all. Okay. That's all the internet is. It's not more complicated than that. Okay. The internet is a network of computers talking mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. It all, you only need two. Mm-hmm. So just think of your own neighborhood. So you have a computer. If you want your own neighborhood mm-hmm. to have its own internet, mm-hmm. you start with your computer and you find a neighbor and you say, hey, I'm going to connect my computer to your computer, mm-hmm. either through a physical wire, that little Ethernet cable, mm-hmm. or you can use a wireless protocol. Um, like a Wi-Fi? Well, like a LTE or 5G okay. or some other, because um, a Wi-Fi still gets plugged in at the end of the day, right? Okay. But sure, you could Wi-Fi, you could do a wireless network. Any way you can do a wireless network. That's okay. not the important part. As long as you can make your computer talk to your neighbor's computer, mm-hmm. you two now have an internet, and you can share files, you can talk directly, you can message each other, you can do everything you can do today, but it's just with you and your neighbor. Okay. Then you get a third neighbor, and a fourth neighbor, and a fifth neighbor, and all of a sudden you have this little internet network. Yeah. A, a mesh of these computers. You could build that out to a neighborhood scale, a city that's scale, breaking my brain a national is where, scale. So, wait, wait. So, like, if I if if we started a network with me and my neighbors, could we access Google? Maybe. <laughs> You're sort of jumping up. What is Google? Like a a, a search host a uh, host. It's a search engine, search engine, right? Yeah. What is it searching? The internet. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think Google? You would have to talk to Alphabet, the mm-hmm. company that mm-hmm. owns Google. You can get them to come in. I'm sure they would charge you, <laughs> but you get them to come in and index all of your computers. It's just an index. It just looks at all the communication that you guys have shared, all the websites you've shared. But it would only shared. look on, let's say, like our six-person network. Well, yeah, if you ran it locally. Yes. So then that's like inefficient, I feel like. Well, it's inefficient. It's inefficient. It is inefficient. And um, I think you're misconstruing what Google really is. Probably. What happened is because of the Story inefficiencies, of this is how the internet was born. Okay. And I swear we're going to get to social media yeah. within five minutes. Yeah, sorry. Um, he just likes to break my brain all the time. Well, it's... Important to understand the core so you can understand the right. advanced yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for an example, search engines like Yahoo and AOL and eventually Google, right? Mm-hmm. They saw an inefficiency. People went on the internet so they could get information without having to go look it up in the library, go actually physically talk to people, mm-hmm. go wherever to get the information. They could do right. it from the convenience of their own homes, right? right? Mm-hmm. But how do I find the information I'm looking for? So Google, or any search engine, all the search engines came along and said, well, here's what we'll do. We, it's all open. Right. Once you put it out on the internet, mm-hmm. anybody connected can see it, right? Okay. So remember, it's just your personal computer at your house. Mm-hmm. That's another name for your personal computer that's connected to an internet. It's called a server, right? Mm-hmm. That's all a server is. It's just a computer. Okay. Right? Okay. So... Your server, your computer, you, you have a bunch of files. And you're like, these ones I want to keep private. 
I don't want anybody to know this stuff. Mm -hmm. But in this folder, mm -hmm. right, this folder on my server, on my computer, mm -hmm. I want to share with anybody who wants to read it. I've wrote, a, I've wrote my own diary, my, my, my blog, right? Okay. And I want people to read it. Okay. I'm going to put it in this folder, mm -hmm. anybody who wants to, and then here's an address, right? Go to myblog.com, and it'll point to that folder in that blog that you just wrote. This is how the internet works. Okay. Google comes in and says, well, Nate wants to read Ashley's blog, but he doesn't know how to find it. I know how to find all the stuff. I'll go find it all, put it in a database. And when Nate says, I want a blog from Ashley, mm -hmm. well, I'll be like, well, there's Ashley's blog. Here's, here it is. It's so like the Google yellow pages. It's like the GPS of the internet. It's like the yellow pages of the internet. GPS, I guess you could think of it. No, because Yellow Pages store the information. Does Google store the no, information? No, the Yellow Pages don't store the information. The Yellow Pages point you to the information. They say, here's the phone number, uh -huh. here's the address. Uh-huh. Okay. Go there. Oh, okay. That's what Google's doing. Here's the phone number, here's the website address. Mm -hmm. Go visit them. Mm. Google doesn't store the information. This is your, really your a revelation. Your computer stores the information. Okay. Your computer stores the information. Right? Google points to it. I get, yep. Just like a business of the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. You store your supply, your product, mm -hmm. the yellow pages pointed mm -hmm. to where they can go find your product. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, that's how the internet started. Is that how it runs today? Obviously not, because it's blowing your mind. It's, the more you think, anybody thinks about it, it's going to start blowing their mind, because we yeah. don't know how it works. We're going to have a, an episode on this. I okay. just wrote it down, because I, well, I need to know more, but... All right. I'm hurting. <laughs> um, so when it comes to things, we could build it, mm -hmm. but we're lazy, right? And I'm we being, being, I'm being like, very, uh, mm -hmm. I guess I'm being prov provocative. Yes. Um, but the people love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They don't. Um, they, we have other things to worry about, like work, family, hanging out, breakfast bourbons. I don't want to think about <laughs> right. connecting my blog to the entire world, right? That's a lot of work. Right. So Google, who first was just indexing all of this stuff, mm -hmm. I'm saying Google, this has all happened well before Google, but people know we Google. We say just, what is it, Ask Jeeves? Yeah, like even Ask Jeeves, you know, AOL was mm -hmm. one of the groundbreaking yeah. ones. Um, anyway, they come and see this, like, man, people really don't like hosting their own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we told them, here's here's our website, write your blog on our website, and we'll host it, and we'll tell everybody where to point it. That way, you don't got to worry about it. All you have to do is write the content, mm. and we'll host it for you, and we'll connect to the internet right. for you. And Comcast comes along, and they say, well, you know, you can plug it to all the computers in your neighborhood, mm -hmm. but you can see them. Mm-hmm. You want to you talk to somebody on the other side of the state? Mm -hmm. Well, we got the wire that connects from this side of the state to that side of the state, or from this state to that state, or from that country to so, this country. So instead of you having to do it, mm -hmm. you could just pay us, and we'll plug all the computers in for you. You don't have to worry about going buying the cable and stuff. Okay. And so we end up using Comcast. We end up using Google to search it. We end up using... Um, the, all these centralized services to host it, to do all these other things. The cloud is just, I'm not going to keep it on one computer. I'm going to keep it on a whole bunch of computers. So mm -hmm. if one computer breaks, mm -hmm. it's still out there. That's the cloud. That's a little decentralized, but it's like a decentralized, not, centralized. Not if, not if I own the all, cloud. The cloud, off yeah. all the computers. Yeah, that's It's true. still just me, right? So when you use AWS, <sighs> which is what the entire a huge chunk of the internet is stored on Amazon web servers, mm -hmm. which means Amazon controls most of the internet now. This is how you take something that was decentralized mm -hmm. and make it centralized, mm -hmm. right? It's convenience. We're lazy. We have other things to think about. We're lazy. We're righteously lazy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, we're lazy just because we're, we're lazy asses. You, right. you should be lazy on certain things. Right. So... Yes. So now when it comes to social media, mm -hmm. right, why does Facebook already or Twitter X or TikTok or whatever, why do why is it so centralized? Well, are you going to 
Who's going to store all the information? Who's going to put the interface up so you can do all this microblogging? So are you saying that if I wanted to, I could create my own profile on my own computer Mm -hmm. and just put that in the share to everyone folder? Yeah. And and then... Then just you got to let everybody know where to find it. You got to somehow announce to the world, if you go, if you type this address into a computer, Mm -hmm. you'll find my blog. Okay. Or Um, whatever I'm sharing, my videos, my whatever. And typing in an address, I am instantly thinking of into the internet address bar. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, is that the same thing? Like, That's the address bar. Like, they could type in, like, there's an like, address that takes you straight to my computer's folder. Yep. So, like, if you try to go to, the, like, theblocument.com. Right. Right? The computers don't read that. The computer sees, and you've probably seen this, too, if you ever had to start plugging your internet, your router or something. Mm-hmm. The, what, the, what the computer sees is 192.376.5.4.3. That's your IP. Okay. That's what every website is. It's just a string of numbers. The computer knows what that means, but I can't, I'm not going to remember that. So then why do we buy domains? So we have a domain because what GoDaddy, a company like GoDaddy is going to mm-hmm. do is they're going to say, all right, well, you want a website. We're going to make a domain mm-hmm. number for it because mm-hmm. you're hosting, you're using their computer. Right, you're yep. serving, or you're, or you can point it to your own computer or some other computer, right? Okay. But you're just pointing to a computer, like, where do you want this to go? Mm-hmm. I want this, this IP address mm-hmm. goes to this folder, this file, right? Um, GoDaddy says, all right, people aren't going to remember that. What name would you like? I would like theblockument.com. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take the word theblockument.com mm-hmm. and push it and to- tie it to this IP address. Okay. And so whenever somebody types in the blockument.com, we'll convert that over to the IP address, and then the computers will start routing to figure out where, how to get to that information and get it back to whoever asked for it. It's just communicate. It's why it's a communication protocol. Mm-hmm. It's just computers talking to each other, right? I have more questions on that, but I don't want right. to. I'm going to save so those. So when for... it comes to social media, why? Th- before you can start saying we need it decentralized, why isn't it decentralized now? It's decentralized, not decentralized. It's not decent. It's not decentralized now mm-hmm. because we are rightfully lazy about wanting to set up these networks. We don't want to go through all that work and hassle and all. That's a lot of friction. I just want to push a button to open up an app, right. type a message, and have everybody in my network see it. I don't want to manage my network. Besides saying follow or allow following or whatever, um, you got a message on our, our side stream. I don't know if that matters. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to click this over here. <laughs> the um, Why isn't it decentralized now is hard. And so if you're going to say, all right, so do we, do we need decentralized social media? I would say, that, do we need it? Mm-hmm. Yes. But why don't we have it? Because we're lazy. So how do we have some sort of a convenient way? Um, how do we have some sort of a convenient way to have decentralized social media? Is that possible? Um, well, that's the challenge, right? It's like, all right, well, how do, like lime wire how do you make it not lazy? How do you make it not not hard anymore? And so now you have to go backwards to what we used to have. But in doing so, you have to realize why we don't have it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of people in, in the crypto world, right? We're like, well, so let me, let me explain one more thing. Okay. <laughs> the Internet is a communication protocol. You don't need a blockchain. You don't need anything special. This is exactly what the Internet was built for, to communicate over computers, digital communication natively digital communication without censorship or that doesn't matter they didn't care about that well no it it was censorship resistant by design okay so i'm not saying they didn't care about it but it's like that was the sort of design any two people's peer-to-peer communication but now it's not the case it's not the case because we've elected as a society Mm -hmm. a global society we've Mm -hmm. decided we don't want that i'd rather have censored centralized 
communication because protocols. Because we're lazy. Because we're lazy. I don't want to think about setting up an email server and monitoring it and building my own spam filters and doing I don't want to think about all that. Right. I just want to send a message and get a message. That's right. it. So I'm going to offshoot that. And mm-hmm. by nature, that centralizes it. So Bitcoin comes along. Solves a double spend problem, mm-hmm. and now you have your first real, fully functional decentralized digital money. So while the internet, right, is how you can transact messages, using the internet or these central these uh, yeah, this communication protocols, you can now transfer value over line. You couldn't transfer value before Bitcoin natively. Okay, peer to peer. I could only transfer a message. I could say, hey, Ash, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Easy. Digital. Done. I couldn't say, hey, Ash, here's $5. I would still need to spend it, give it through PayPal or through some bank, which means the money actually still has to route in the real world someplace. Okay. So it's not directly peer-to-peer. It's not peer-to-peer okay. until Bitcoin comes along. Okay. All right? And now you have all these cryptos that use the same type of technology to prevent double spends that you do digitally native money, right? Mm-hmm. So now people are thinking, all right, cool, that's great for money, but now let's re-decentralize everything. Yeah. Well, every, some things are already decentralized, so you don't need to. And other things are better not decentralized. They're better centralized, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's talk about social media. What's the real problem with having a centralized social media? One of the things you mentioned was owning your content. Yeah. Well, first, you can own your content. Run your own damn server. Run your own server. You got a computer at home? Yeah, but can you connect your server to yes. for real? Yes. There are slews and slews and slows of people. I may or may not be one who run, might, you could run your own website in your closet. Just put a little computer that you don't use, little six-year-old computer, throw it in there, connect it to the internet. You still would use a Comcast or something or whoever you're using because um, you don't want to actually connect all the wires. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then boom, your website's running in your closet. You mean Done. like without having to use a GoDaddy? Well, no, because we've also centralized the name servers. Okay. So you could, but the only way I could get to your website is typing in the IP address, mm-hmm. the 192 dot dot whatever, mm-hmm. right? If you want a name, you have to use a GoDaddy or a HostGate or something. You have to use a, a name service provider. But this is where solutions like Color Coins came in. This is, again, the first NFT on Bitcoin. First NFT was on Bitcoin. It was mm-hmm. to become replace GoDaddy. Now you have ENS on Ethereum, which is like the leader in the space on doing this. Mm-hmm. So every time you see a .eth name, you're using the Ethereum decentralized network mm-hmm. to do your own domain names, and so that will repoint everything. You don't need a GoDaddy anymore. You have this decentralized system. Right. I feel like the other reason to have a decentralized, um, I think we said internet, mm-hmm. is to be censorship resistant, or I'm sorry, yeah, to be censorship resistant, but I'm, I meant to say decentralized social media. Decentralized social media, well, to be censorship resistant, correct. Um, but then this is why I was asking, what do you mean by decentralized, right? So you, there are a slew of projects, it's called uh, decentralized social, okay, or DSO, okay, D-E-S-O, that's the mm-hmm. brand, I think there's even a blockchain called itself DSO, and they built their own blockchain for it. So the confusion, is do you need a blockchain to do it? It's already decentralized. Right. It can be decentralized. You don't need anything new. We can, we've been able to do decentralized social media since the early 2000s. We figured it out. We knew social media was a thing. We figured it out, right? You don't need a blockchain to do that. And so you have networks like Mastodon and Noster. Yeah, that was what... These... Yeah. These are, like, Noster is a, a popular one. It's not blockchain-based. There's no blockchain involved. That, I do, okay, so then do they market themselves as being, like, a crypto-decentralized social media? Because that's what no. I've heard about. No, I think you've probably heard about it, and the confusion comes along is the type of people who are into something, because there's not much crypto happening on Noster. Mm. There's bitcoin happening on noster Mm. but noster is not a bitcoin network it's not a blockchain network the type of people who are interested in having freedom money are also the type of people 
who would be interested in having freedom social media, right? And so you see a lot of Bitcoiners flock to Noster. Right. And then Noster, they hold the same value, similar value. They hold similar values. Okay. Noster is a protocol. It's not a platform. There is Noster is not like a Facebook. Like Facebook is a thing, right? Yeah. And you go there for social media. Mm-hmm. Noster is a protocol. You can build a lot of stuff on Noster. What's that it doesn't mean? have it's a to protocol. be a social. It's just this it's the bare software? level so you can build on top of it. So it's software. It's a it's a core software though. It's not a social media software. It's just a protocol where you can build communication channels on top of it for things. So the the like, use could case, I build a communication yes. channel? Like me. Yes. But actually me. Yes. I mean, if you wanted to, <laughs> you'd have to still know some programming and whatnot, so you'll have to right. figure slow, that out. Slow. But the thing is, the first use case for Noster mm-hmm. was a social media platform. Okay. So they built a social media platform and also called it Noster, and that's the way you communicate. Right. But just like I described the internet, that's how Noster runs. You run your own node. And if you don't share, if you don't connect to other nodes, mm-hmm. all you have, you're just in a social media bubble. You're just talking to yourself. Yeah, you're literally talking I, to yourself. So how, so how do you, like, let's say I mm-hmm. create a profile where, like, I, I own it myself. And then how do I, like, how do I let other people see it? Like, other than. That would require a Nostra specific episode. Okay. But in general, it's similar to running your own crypto node, running your own node. It's the same principle. You get a private key, which allows you to have the encryption part of it all. And then you set up these channels. Just like if you ran your own node, you can run your own node and not connect to the Internet. You have no idea what the rest of the world is doing. Mm -hmm. You don't know what any transactions are happening. Right. Right. So I have to take that. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm running my own node. I want to connect it to other nodes so I can see what everybody's doing, not just right. myself. Right. I only care about my node, but I need to see what everybody else is doing so I can be sort of up to date. And Nostra's runs the same way. It's just it itself is not on a blockchain. But then since that community, mm-hmm. specifically of like Bitcoiners, were the uh, greatest adopters of the platform, they took the capabilities of Noster, the protocol, mm-hmm. and they figured out a way to enable lightning payments. So where on Twitter or Facebook, you can hit a like. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing on Noster, but somebody developed this protocol where instead of hitting, not only can you hit a like, you can hit a zap. And, and send, I can just send you some lightning network. I can send well, you some That was kind of where another p- portion of this is Right. Like, but that's not because it's built on a blockchain. It's because it's a centralized protocol that uses the power of this other technology, Bitcoin, in it, right? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of places, so when you say, like, do we need decentralized social media? Yes. We need decentralized a lot of things, especially when it comes to communication and transacting. Mm -hmm. We don't have it, though, because we don't really want it, Mm -hmm. because we don't want to think about all the things it takes to do it. Or we have to figure out why we don't don't have it, Mm -hmm. and then sort of backwards engineer it to add less friction to the pieces that were friction. So Noster allows you to do your own social media node where you control your identity and your content mm-hmm. without needing to go through all the steps that we did with the internet of having to run your own server. You still have to sort of run your own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to. You can centralize it. Most people who use it on their mobile phones, right? Um, Matter of fact, like I have an iPhone, and so the Noster, a company who created um, access to the Noster network through my iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. Apple's like, look, you guys do zaps. Yeah. That's sending money. We want 30%. (gasps) And we're like, well, that's not how this works. They're like, we don't care. And they, they were going to take the entire platform down. Right. Yeah. Unless they they cut Apple in on Zap. So what they had to do is in their version of the app, there is no Zap feature. You can't oh Zap using the app. But that's because that part not Noster is decentralized. Right. But the way I access it because I don't want to. A, I'm using the iPhone, so right. there's a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But if I was using the Android, 
I could then work around that because, A, they have different policies, but I can always flash it. Or I could take my iPhone and jailbreak it. Okay. Right? And then I, I could run say, a client. I was going to say, do you, f- so, so, do you, this is like a strong question kind of, but do you foresee um, Bitcoiners, people who, or people who want freedom money moving away from Apple, if they're going to be doing that to some of, some of these things that were... Yeah, but you got to make a really strong case. Like I've been trying to, I have, if you can see, I I have a MacBook computer. I got an Apple Watch. I'm appled out, right? Right. It's very convenient for my lifestyle. Because you're lazy. Because I'm lazy. (laughs) And as much as sort of it, and it's it's a moral dilemma for me for years now. Yeah. Because every time it comes time for me to upgrade Mm -hmm. computers, phones, all of that, I'm like, I'm I'm leaving the system. I'm going totally, totally not Apple. Right. But then I look at what the options are. It's like, damn, my life's going to get so much less convenient once I swap off of this. Even if like you did like a um, Android, Android like computer. Yeah. Because it's not Apple is the I mean, this is Apple doesn't pay me jack. But in my experience, it's the Mercedes of things Mm. on top of I've been using their products for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So for me to leave this ecosystem, the incentive has to be so, so great. Right now, you know, I'm doing my social experiment next year where I'm going to do everything I can to live a yeah. totally peer-to-peer. Gonna... So I have to have alternatives. Like my core work, you know, I can't just give up on anything. I'm no trillionaire uh, over here and stuff. I'm not yeah. a, um, so I still need to use certain things for my core work. But, yeah, anything social I do, anything that's any new business to start up, it has to be a peer-to-peer thing, which means I can't use apples. So, or so I are you going to get a second laptop and a second I'm gonna phone? Need, I'm going to need a second everything, yep. I can't use my regular, I can't use a carrier. I can't use something like Verizon or T-Mobile. Oh, my gosh. Can we, you need to make that a document. Well, I'm working with somebody who does these mini documentaries for a living. I'm not going to, we haven't formally figured it all out yet, but we are working on documenting the whole thing. So, yep, we're going to document the whole process so we can tell people, show people, if you really want a decentralized everything, this is what life, living a decentralized everything looks like. like, Here's where it's easier than we thought. Here's where it's harder than we thought. These are the real life friction points because it's really easy to tell people, "Oh man, you want to uh, use freedom money? Go use Bitcoin." Yeah. All right, cool. But now, go use Bitcoin. Yeah. It's it's not as hard as some people would make you think, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not as easy. Yeah, as people just, make you, you think. Yeah. Yeah, so, or that's not as easy as using like your Visa. Yeah, I mean, technically, yes, it is, but you got to think about Visa. Credit cards came out in the 60s. People didn't start using credit cards until like oh, yeah. the late 80s or 90s. <laughs> Wait, did I send you that TikTok of the um, when the credit cards first came out and the guy was using it and they interviewed a guy watching this other guy using it. And he's like, these are ridiculous. They're not going to be around a long time. This is just crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Um, I tell people about this all the time, like uh, AI now. We got all these LLMs and chat chat GPTs. People will be like, well, Bitcoin failed or this crypto project failed. It's been 10 years. Nobody's using it. Mm -hmm. They've been working on AI since the 60s or 50s. I mean, before that, but like I think the real, real pushes started in like the 50s. It's it's 2023. Yeah. We're, We're going on 70, 80 years of AI. It just caught on. Yeah. Right. Um, because sometimes you got to have these full things. We we sh- do we need uh, decentralized social media? Yes, I think we need decentralized anything that comes to peer to peer. But are we ready for it? Yeah, and also like, what would it look like? Would a decentralized social media have no ads? Or well, like these are all the issues, right? So we know what the benefits, right? Own your own content. Mm-hmm. Um, the version I like, the, the the angle I like the most is not just owning your own content, but owning your identity. And this mm-hmm. is where decentralized IDs sort of come into play, right? If uh, even on Noster, like you can get blacklisted, it's still a node situation, right? So it's not it's not censorship free. It's more censorship resistant than like a Twitter. You don't have one entity that can just shut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you it, it, it becomes harder. So you, we have to figure out how to do really decentralized IDs before we can really start talking about the rest of this stuff. I don't think we need it on a blockchain at all. You might use a blockchain. Uh, you can utilize a blockchain just like Nostr does. Mm-hmm. It utilizes the Bitcoin blockchain layer two, Lightning, to enable micropayments. For the zaps. For the zaps. But Nostr doesn't need a blockchain. I don't think there's any reason why you need a social media platform that has to be built entirely on a blockchain. Well, then the other thing that like I was thinking about when I was driving here is like, okay, right now the incentive for content creators is like, all right, um, I'm a content creator. Like, you don't have to pay me because um, you're watching me. Let mm-hmm. the let the let the big business, let the big corporation pay me. Right mm-hmm. now, do is it? like a benefit or not a benefit to then take away the ad so that the big corporation is, is now paying the content creator, but now it falls into your hand. It's kind of like a tipping situation where like the restaurant's not paying um, a livable wage and now it's up to the customer to uh, make it that. up. Yeah. Right. And then how do you think that's going to work? It's like with all these things, it's about reducing friction, not increasing friction. This is user interface, which is, commonly referred to as UX, mm-hmm. user experience, 101. It needs to be frictionless. If you if you have to do more than one step, you're already oh, losing yeah. people. <laughs> so how do you do this? Now, yeah. if you want to do like the payments, all right, cool, you're doing decentralized social media. I want to enable payments, even on a Nostra situation. It ain't like I just started a Nostra account, which already isn't frictionless because it's just like starting any other crypto account. you got to Get your 12-word phrase yeah. and write back up your seed. And you've already broken most people's yeah. uh, brains. But if you think about, like, like MySpace, like, you had to, like, do a little coding and get your thing to look cute, but people still did it. No, I'm not saying frictiony. people won't do it. It, it, it was frictiony. What's MySpace doing now? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Facebook don't know. You can't like, Tom. Yeah, yeah. The CSS stuff is cute and all, but is that really why you're here? Yeah. And no, that's not why people were there. Yeah. And so Facebook ate MySpace's lunch. Yeah. Right? And then other platforms come along and make it even more simple and are eating Facebook's lunch. So we're basically devolving is what you're telling me. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's about UX. And you can't make a system more complex than it already is. How am I going to get everybody off of Facebook by making a more complex system that doesn't offer anything better in benefits? Oh, you can do direct payments. Yeah. Well... For the average user, that's what Cash App does for them. Yeah. That's what Apple Pay does for them. What about if you like we like sell it to them? And I say we, it's just, I don't know who that is, but we sell it to them like as like freedom. People like freedom. No, they don't. They, they don't? vote. They vote to reduce their freedoms every oh, yeah. day. Every country. Yeah, that's true. Every population in the most democratic of populations in the world, mm-hmm. every day vote to reduce their own freedoms. And then never fight to get them back. Is it, could that be an episode too? If you I, want, I have lots be. of questions. Yeah. So no, the, we don't give a crap about privacy. We don't care about freedom. We don't care about decentralization. We as society, there's a few people who fight for it, and that's all it really takes is a few people. I feel like we do like freedom, but we like community better. And so when like an authority person is telling us that everybody else is doing it, well, I'm not saying we don't we don't I, like the, it. We just don't yeah. care about it. I like the idea of it. The average Joe likes the idea of freedom. Mm-hmm. They hate the reality of freedom because freedom means, mm-hmm. right? It's like More freedom work. of speech. Well, it's like freedom of speech. Everybody cries about freedom of speech when it's their speech. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need freedom of speech. Wait, why are you saying that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you liked freedom of speech. Yeah. Do you think it comes down? Well, that's a whole other topic. But I was going to say, do you think it's because people like don't understand that they need to look at all different perspectives? But that's a whole other well, that's how social media is derived, but this is uh, the other reason we need social media, decentralized social media, because if you get it to a point that a, if you get it to a Bitcoin type of point, mm-hmm. right, where um, it's really decentralized and open source, you get to empower the algorithms. You don't have a small subset group of people mm-hmm. building these algorithms with the intent to in- build engagement so they can sell you ads. Right. Right. 
that becomes open source and we as a society get to decide how we want those algorithms built. And we might decide to push down negative content and push up positive content. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the incentive model is just not as simple as letting people pay for likes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because then you're still incentivized for engaging. It, it just doesn't work and people don't want to go through those extra steps. They've been trying, like again, do we need decentralized social media? I think yes, and I think Nostra is the best example of what we have so far of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need blockchain-based decentral uh, central, uh, social media. Where do you go to get Nostra? Do you just like Nostra.com? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> this is the. I don't know how open source. I don't know about Nostra's open source situation. I don't know if it's open source or not. Like if it's owned by one person? Yeah, the, the, some of the code. You can download the software and mm -hmm. start the own node, but I don't know if that software is open source software. So you might not be able to see the core code, which means I don't know if you could do a Nostra fork. Maybe you can. I, I have zero idea. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe you could tell us. I've been, I've been waiting on really taking my Nostra journey until I start my whole peer-to-peer -peer journey, which I'm beginning to set up right after Thanksgiving this year. So Okay. Um, once Thanksgiving's over, then I start all the setup and start prepping for my new life in January. Oh, it's going to be hard. Oh, my gosh. I really hope that you, like, document it with videos. We are. That's the it's. I'm hoping to work with a, a popular content provider so we can make it big, and then one day I'll make it a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Do we need, so you tell me. From everything you've heard today, do we need decentralized social media? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the answer to your question. Uh, yes. We yeah, do. but it leads to so many more questions and so many more show topics. So mm -hmm. stay tuned, folks. <laughs> there it is. Stay tuned. And I feel like we need we need to like backtrack it a little and kind of get like a little bit deeper. Like you did a pretty good job of explaining like the internet and stuff like that, but I feel like it's such a like new brain breaking thing that I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Like when you told me about money. Yeah. And like how oh, money like actually money works really and what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I need like a couple more conversations about it mm -hmm. <laughs> to kind of understand because it broke my brain. Yeah. So. This, is, this is why we still learn math. Calculators are cool and all, but if you just don't get why one plus one yeah. equals three, then, you know, you'll <laughs> never know. You know, you don't know if the calculator is oh. doing you justice or not. So uh, until then, how can they uh, keep in touch and follow and learn more? Um, you can keep in touch on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook at the Blockument, Twitter or X um, at the Blockument, TikTok at the Blockument, YouTube, the Blockument, all of these centralized social medias. <laughs> so we're going to have a Nostra by next year, by January. I uh, guess. Yeah, it's on your journey, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, we'll have a Nostra. Yep. That'll be it. All right, so uh, until then, and check us out on thedocument.com. And uh, yeah, until then, oh my gosh, come for my come brain. for the decentralized social media and, and stay, stay for, the for the revolution. revolution. Peace. Peace. <laughs>